Left, Martinez to the right, they score! Carlson! Back and forth with Martinez! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Petrangelo scores! Two markers for Petrangelo! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in, Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace, Millard, Chapman inside the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215 Home of the opening night in the books. Opening night win packed away, and now it's on the road for the VGK uh, taking on the Los Angeles Kings tomorrow night. We will look ahead to that game, bring you some uh, of the fallout and the analysis from uh, last night's uh, victory over rival Seattle Kraken. And we'll also get into uh, the regular season, which is uh, nicely underway. Five more games are happening tonight, and then really uh, tomorrow night, the entire league gets uh, into full swing. Minus the San Jose Sharks, who will not start its season until Saturday. One of those bizarre twists and quirks to the schedule. But it was a Thrilling night uh, at T-Mobile Arena last night, uh, one in which uh, the home side put on a real show from before the opening face-off and then into the first half of the game. And then the Kraken found their feet and uh, and put home uh, uh, a couple of goals and made a bit of a game of it uh, going into the third period. What inspired the Golden Knights? What turned the tables in the end? There's a lot to break down. But uh, first and foremost, if there is any question, Ryan, whether this veteran team could flip a switch, it was answered last night. Yeah, I mean, I think the Golden Knights certainly brought the intensity into that game. There was a, a marked difference in how the Golden Knights executed last night than what we saw the last couple of games over preseason. And, you know, you and I kind of really thought that would be the case, that you know, the preseason is really more about individually just getting yourself ready to go. And when the games matter, that's when you get your best performance. And the Golden Knights were certainly uh, better last night than they were at any point in time during the preseason. What was your favorite part about the entire show? And then we'll break it down uh, a little bit more detail. So the, are you talking about the pregame show? No, just the, 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 the whole the entire night. Game? Like, okay, uh, the whole from, night. From Four, 4 o'clock until 12.30. <laughs> so my favorite part of the night last night was watching Alex Petrangelo play hockey. Um, that, that to me, last night, and it culminated for me on, on that four-on-three penalty kill for Petrangelo where he was just an absolute machine, just made every single right play on that kill, was a one-man wrecking crew there. I thought Alex Petrangelo had a absolutely dominating game and a dominating performance for the Vegas Golden Knights. He was my player of the game. I know the points weren't there for him, but everything else, all the boxes checked off. Um, that, to me, was one of those performances where you say, okay, now you really get the full scope of, of why the, Gold, the Golden Knights coveted this player and what he can bring and what he can elevate this team to be. Petrangelo, I'll just follow up on that. In today's media availability, 
was asked a question uh, by Gary Lawless about mm-hmm. this being year two and fitting in and how much more comfortable is he uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights. And he goes on and he gives this beautiful, like, four-minute soliloquy on mm-hmm. how uh, it feels different. The journey that he had uh, from, from uh, like, they got to know the people, the uh, teammates and friends and kids and because they were all in a bubble last year, but now things are opening up and they're starting to uh, be able to uh, really enjoy life. But, uh, but it wasn't that hard because in, in the initial move here from, from a living perspective because, you know what, uh, everybody is just so welcoming uh, with this team. It's such a, uh, an, an open, uh, embracing uh, environment. And he finishes, and it's a, again, it's just a well-thought-out, professional, honest answer. And Gary says, well, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I misphrased the question. Uh, I meant on the ice. And I'm expecting a, <laughs> no, but, but it, 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 I, I agree. I, you, you chuckle a yeah. little bit. And yeah. I'm expecting a, well, it's, it's, it's good. And he goes, well, it's about the same. And. He follows it up with an equally thought out, uh, well thought out, wonderful, professional, honest answer about yep. how much easier it is on the ice this year. And yeah, he had relationships with uh, teammates in St. Louis that went back 12 years, but uh, but now he start, really understands how the guys play here after a year. A- and I was in awe. Quite frankly, I was in mm-hmm. awe. There wasn't a, a cliche in either answer, and that, I mean, I speak in cliches, you speak in cliches, we, we, we fall into it. It's it's a fact of life. But Alex Petrangelo delivered two answers to the same question, slightly different angles, and he could have just blown off the second one, and he didn't, and it was, it was unbelievable uh, how much he let us inside his life as a human being and a father and a husband and then to as a uh, professional athlete and a teammate. Yeah, I mean it's it's that's the player, that's the human, and and I, I think you know it, it's nice to see him comfortable here with the Vegas Golden Knights, comfortable on the ice with his teammates, and you know really playing his game to to a standard that we we've come to expect when he was with the St. Louis Blues and we expected he would have here for the Vegas Golden Knights. He's all over the place in the offensive zone. He's making the right plays in the defensive zone. He was just so so good in every facet of the game last night for Vegas. That was my my big takeaway because every time he's on the ice good things happen for the Golden Knights. Uh, let's get into it. I also want to mention that in segment number two, we're going to get into the ESPN broadcast and then what's ahead tonight on the TNT side of things as the uh, national rights uh, are split in the U.S. Uh, we will get into some of tonight's games in, in a little bit more t- detail, and we'll also turn the page uh, to uh, tomorrow night in Los Angeles. Hour number two will feature the culmination of our top five at five hot takes as we get to number one and in one-timers, revisit a couple of players who are still on the sidelines uh, looking for contracts. Uh, bring you up to date on that front. Uh, on the TV side of things, I did a podcast interview with Rick Tockett this week, who's part of the TNT panel tonight. He will be making his debut along with uh, Wayne Gretzky uh, on that panel. 
Paul Bisnasty Biznast, uh, uh, and Anton Carter and uh, Liam McEwen also uh, round out the TNT studio show. Uh, he's got some really interesting things to say uh, on that podcast. Uh, I'm going to play you about two minutes uh, of that interview on the relationship between he and Gretzky and how that came about. Uh, they've played together before. They've long-time friendship uh, off the ice and on the ice, and now they're going to be together in a studio. But it, it wasn't as natural of a process as you might think. So how Tockett and Gretzky became uh, teammates in the studio. Uh, we'll bring you that audio in just a little bit. Uh, but uh, last night's victory by the Vegas Golden Knights, a 3 nothing lead, and then Seattle claws back. I think a stick tap right out of the gate should go to Robin Leonard, who was mm-hmm. brilliant in the early going. And even though he lets in three goals on the night, I would counter your Petrangelo comments that Robin Leonard was, if not the best player in the rink, was the most important player in the rink. And that was echoed by Pete DeBoer after the game acknowledging how important and difficult a night it was for Robin Leonard because he's taking over, the elephant in the room, uh, from from Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, It was an impressive performance by Panda. It's interesting because you look at that first four to five minutes of the game, and I thought Seattle was was really buzzing in the offensive zone. They had numerous chances, and Robin Leonard, I, I think before the Golden Knights got their first shot and goal of the game, I think Robin already had seven or eight saves. So uh, your point's well taken. I thought Robin was dialed in early on in the game, and he gave the Golden Knights the opportunity to take that lead, and that's what you're looking for from your goaltender. You're looking for a couple of big saves early if you can get them, and then you kind of settle into the game. And then for the Golden Knights, it was about capitalizing on mistakes in the defensive zone for the Kraken, and Robin Leonard bought them enough time to capitalize on them on those mistakes and jump out to the early lead. Buddy, that first shift by the Kraken, yeah. the first yeah. minute and ten seconds, mm-hmm. to to quote uh, my buddy Nick Caprios, they were everywhere. Like they, they were, yeah. All like they were good. all all eight arms, or whatever the crack. Does a Kraken really have eight arms? Like it mixed I up mean, between squid and, uh, and an octopus and all Well, that. an octopus does, right? Yeah. What about a squid? Yep. I don't know. I, I'm not. What about I'm a not really into cephalopods or anything? So. Well, didn't didn't you watch on the ice last night when when the kraken? I have no idea up? how many tentacles it had. I know it was scary. I know the golden knight awakened the kraken, released the kraken. Do you ever see a, see a 3D kraken like that? No, it was awesome. Like. It was fantastic. The, the The show before the game was so good, was so good, and i i don't I don't care. Like it was awesome. Every bit of it was awesome. The, what do you mean you the don't care? Gigantic kraken. Like it was phenomenal. When you say you don't care, what do you mean by that? Like I don't care if anybody thinks that that the the pregame show is is over the top. Like it, that's Vegas. Just pay, lean into it. Do people it. say that? Some do. Oh my it, I mean, it's been it's been a commentary for the first four years of the franchise. Yeah, it's sometimes get it's, the hockey. It's uh, it's whatever you want to call it. over the top, cheesy, uh, Vegas, whatever terminology you want to use. I call it entertaining. And, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, and and people get to their seats early because of that, because it's entertaining, and not just for game one, but for game thirty six and game uh, thirty nine. 
that that's outstanding, and uh, I I love that. It's a different tradition. Everybody, the the Toronto Maple Leafs have the 48th Highlanders. The bagpipe band come off, and that's I love that part uh, too. Mm-hmm. That's tradition. Um, uh, but this this is Vegas. I th- yeah, I thought it was great uh, last night. That that thing actually kind of spooked me when it when it came out. The technology that they have that the VGK game crew has uh, is absolutely outstanding. And and the you've got the technology mixed with the brilliant minds and the creativity, and mm-hmm. wow! I call him Mr. Kofer. Uh, runs the uh, the game day. Uh, presentation uh his, his wife used to teach my my daughter so i call him mr and mrs Kofer. uh he he's just awesome he just just wh- where that came from whoever came up with that outstanding and then then it, then it spread i wonder if the players see that i i should have asked that today when the uh when the guys came mm. through because yeah. it is everywhere but they're they're in their 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 dressing room getting going so so leonard is awesome in the first uh, early going and then they score score the goal it may have been the prettiest and most well-executed three-on-two that I've ever ever watched. It looked like a practice. Yeah, I, it, it did. And, you know, it, of course, you, you kind of pay attention to how that three-on-two finishes with, you know, Stone and Stevenson and Pacioretty, but it, it's, it's the pass from Shea Theodore to spring everything into action that, you know, really starts the play. Chandler Stevenson to Mark Stone, Mark Stone to Pacioretty, Grubauer, he he slides over maybe a little bit too aggressively, and it's just Pacioretty with with a beautiful shot. I, I mean, you've got three players up front that just know where each other are and what they're going to do, and it was a thing of beauty. The Golden Knights were able to execute and and open up the the neutral zone a bit, and it leads to a one nothing lead. So you have four goals on the night. I'm going to leave the the skate goal, uh, the winning goal, uh, mm-hmm. out of this equation, but three of them, the the three nothing lead. All came in different fashions, but were were great in their own regard. The Marcheseau goal, like tucking it home from behind the goal mm-hmm. line, being able to do that, what creativity. And uh, the Pacioretty second goal, which I still, uh, good eyes on the officials or the <laughs> players coming over and telling them that uh, Pacioretty tipped that home. I didn't realize it, uh, but uh, I, I was I was as excited about Nick Hag getting that opportunity to create offense as I am about Pacioretty. But that's that was Good to see because of going to the net part of it, but then an active blue line core. For me, like it kind of goes to what you're talking about with Nick Hague and and this year, and just kind of seeing the the maturity in his game, the growth in his game, and and expecting there to be a little bit more offense. You see it in that play. He jumps in. He presents his himself as an option to Mark Stone, who's trying trying to buy time to to feed the right player, and then the shots wicked like it's not always going to be a big slap shot from Nick Haig. His wrist shot, I think, is is just as good and just as lethal. And, you know, there was really no chance on that play for Philip Grubauer because you had the, the hockey smarts of Mark Stone to delay, delay, delay. And you had the, the jumping in and recognition from Nick Haig to get to a dangerous area on the ice and then put the puck in the back of the net. When you thought Haig had scored the goal, did you think of me? A little bit. Yeah. You're never far from my mind, Darren. <laughs> uh, three nothing lead. Did Did you think that anything <laughs> sagged at all? I didn't. I just thought the cracking got better. Yeah, I I don't think like I had I had a listener call in last night and asked me if I thought the Golden Knights took their foot off the gas, and I I don't think that they did. I mean, they hit 
a couple of posts. They they still had some really good chances. It was just a matter of the Kraken going to the dirty areas to score goals. That's, that's exactly what they did. They got some zone time. They put the pocket to the front of the net, and then they battled hard in front of the net to clean up some some garbage. And you know what? For a team that was, was just trying to kind of get themselves back into the game, that's what you got to do, and, and they executed really well. Are you, are you happy that Vegas went out there and stopped the Seattle Kraken in game number one? Is there any sense of pride from you listening uh, right now that the, the Vegas Golden Knights, that that was more than just a season-opening game, that they didn't allow the Seattle Kraken to hit the board in game one against the fellow uh, newbie uh, on the NHL scene? I said this, that, that that's there that there's part of that uh, happening. I think the Golden Knights wanted that win bad last night. Like I I think they they wanted to from from a from an opening night standpoint, you get to already set that differentiation between the two franchises, right? Like the Golden Knights, they won their first ever game, the Seattle Kraken. They didn't. And not only did they not win their first ever franchise game, they lost to the Golden Knights. Like, the Golden Knights will always own the first ever victory over the Seattle Kraken in their history. And I think that's important. I think it means something to these players. It, it Just as much as it meant to Seattle going into that game, wanting desperately to win. And, and we know a lot of the reasons why. We heard it from Riley Smith. The relief that goes through your mind when you realize you're not going 0-82. So there was a lot of emotion in that game. Uh, I like the tweet. If you don't follow the Vegas Golden Knights Twitter account, you're missing out. Uh, the tweet uh, when the Seattle Kraken eventually did score its first goal in franchise history and made it 3-1. Uh, the tweet from the Vegas Golden Knights said, went, hey, a- act like you've scored before. To- total tongue-in-cheek. But I-, I-, I laughed out loud in the press box mm-hmm. last night uh, at that one. Uh, but then it gets to the third goal from Morgan Geeky who scores uh, <laughs> off a turnover and goes down. Uh, just going to gauge some opinion before mm-hmm. I offer up my own take on this. But Morgan Geeky goes top shelf, short side on Robin Leonard on a sizzler yep. and ties the game and goes behind the net, twirls the stick, and tucks it home. Uh, a little mm-hmm. bit of Chichi Rodriguez, uh, a little bit of, uh, <laughs> of Ele- Alexander Ovechkin. Like, there's there's a whole bunch going on there. Uh, what what did you make of that? And I'll get Chapman's uh, take on this too. I thought it was great. I l- listen. I think that more personality is fantastic, and that's a big moment for Morgan Geeky. Like, yes. I'm I'm sorry. You're in the moment, right? You're in the game. You your team. It's the first ever Kraken game in history, and you are the guy that ties the game. You battle all the way back from three goals down. You can be excited and happy that you scored a goal. You can celebrate that. I don't care. I thought it was fantastic. Were you – okay, Chapman, your take before we get uh, too far into this. I I liked it, honestly. (laughs) I I like personality, especially among players when – look, it's an emotional game. Emotions are high. You just score, I mean, it, it sounds cliche, but the biggest goal in the history of your franchise, even though it was only a couple periods into the existence of the franchise. But it, it well, was that's a, not a cliche. You don't do that every day. No, no, but it, it was it was a big it was a big goal. And and I had seen a video of Morgan Geeky doing that against the Vancouver Canucks 
in the preseason where he twisted a stick and he kind of sheathed it in, in, on, on his side. So I don't I didn't see him stare down the bench, uh, but I, I thought I didn't it, see that part either. I, I thought it was cool. And you know what? The reality is it, it, it's kind of cool that it fired up the Golden Knights, too, and it fired up Mark Stone and it fired up Max Pacioretty that they decided on the next shift they were going to go out and they were going to win the game, and that's what they did. I think more of it was made out of the, like, this is becoming urban legend. Uh, <laughs> I, I, Petrangelo today said he didn't see it, and then the response was really just five guys going out he said they didn't talk about it on the bench. They didn't fire each other up uh, on the bench. Now, he might have been on one side and, and the rest of the guys on the other, and they saw it. But I, I think it's becoming a, a little bit a life of its own uh, when we, if you, if you want to use that cliche. Uh, and it just happened that the, the Golden Knights went out and, and retook the lead hey, on, the, on the next shift. But I like the celebration. Uh, I think we need more of those individual celebrations. And if you want to stare down the other team's bench, mm-hmm. fine. You might have yeah. to live with the consequences. You might take a bop in the nose, and you might take a, a whack in the, the back of the leg. It doesn't mean you have to – I don't think you should have to fight for it. But you you might get uh, just challenged in in a matter of speaking physically. But I don't mind it at all. And, and I think – a little bit more of that would be would be great for our league. I completely agree, and you know, I I, I think that goals should be celebrated, and it's hard enough to to get to the NHL. It's hard enough to score goals in the NHL, and you know what? Celebrate like it's it's your first and last goal. How many times, right? How many times do we uh, applaud Mark Stone when he scores a goal? How many times do we applaud yeah. Mark Stone? when he is expressive, when he doesn't even score a goal. It's just somebody else, and he just loses it. I, I think that that's the type of energy every player should have when it comes to putting the puck in the back of the net. I guess you there's score, a difference. Like last night, was, last night uh, I would compare it, uh, players took to it like a bat flip because it was the twirl and the tuck of the stick away, not just a, a celebration. So, you know, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm I, one of I those... get that, but for the Golden Knights, then – you go out there and you respond, and that's what they did, right? Like, I think that hockey absolutely can benefit from a little bit more personality inside the game. And if you've got a guy that puts the puck in the back of the net and he celebrates and you don't like it, go out on the next shift and score a goal. Yeah, and I'm, you know I'm, what I mean? Like, do that. I'm one of those guys who I don't care if it's baseball. Look, you don't want it, You don't want the guy to flip the bat? Then don't give up the home run. You don't want the guy to, 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 to celebrate a, a touchdown? Simplistic. Yeah, but but – you don't you don't want the guy to celebrate scoring a touchdown on you? Then tackle him. You don't want the other team to celebrate? Then don't give them reason to celebrate. I'm yeah, I'm a firm believer in in That's too simplistic, Chapman. To be, to is be it really though? I mean, yeah, it, simplistic yeah. or not? I mean, look, the the reality is we we all played sports, different sports at high levels, maybe not super high levels, but we all played as young adults and it's like, you know what? I I took that personally when I played it. If if a it didn't matter what sport it was. If a guy tried to show me up, I took that personally. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, whether or not it's become urban legend or not, it sounds like at least some players did take it personally. And I like that. I like the celebration. If that's I, his move, then that's totally cool, too. Yeah. And, oh, and, and it, was his first, it was his first goal. It's a right? great move. It's a cool move. Yeah. Uh, 
biggest like massive goal in the franchise, uh, pulling pulling them even with their with the first big comeback, uh, end up losing the game. But uh, if but if that's his move, then all day long, and I wasn't even I don't even mind it even if it wasn't his move, just because of the mm-hmm. uh, moment in the game and and the what was at stake in that the franchise is going for its for his first victory. But we we've lost the the individual celebrations in the game. There used to be a lot of them where guys had their quote unquote patented sellies and now everybody either just jumps into the boards or they just make it up like Mark Stone, which is spectacular uh, <laughs> in that regard. But there uh if that's his move, if that's his way to to put home a goal all day long. Giddy up. Yeah. Yep. Uh I, I, I didn't mind it. The the end result though is is Vegas came right back. You guys okay with the with the ruling? Was there any question in your mind about the Chandler Stevenson puck off the blade? So um I understand the language of redirection. I understand why that goal stood. Uh if it goes off the inside of his blade and it's the same motion, I don't know that the goal is allowed, but yeah, I think that, that it's right? a re- Hmm? Pete said that. Yeah, like yeah he did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that you, you, you know, because of the way that it came off his boot on the outside of the foot, it's really hard to kick, uh, I suppose, or, or have a distinct kicking motion from uh, from the outside of your foot. I think it's a really smart play from Chandler Stevenson. Um, and you know what? It ends up counting. And, and, and that's really all that matters. It it was close. But I, I get the under I get the reasoning for why the goal stood. Yeah, my initial thought was good goal. Then really? I, then I saw them review and I was like, uh, maybe not. And then <laughs> yeah. then I saw like the breakdown of the rule and I'm like, uh, I really don't know. The the biggest problem is that's a goal last night. Two nights from now, that may not be a goal. No, and, I think they're pretty consistent with that, Chapman. Well, I I'll hope de- so. I'll, de- I'll defend. The situation room. It, it, it's in, just in a, that regard. It, it was just a situation where I really didn't know which way they were going to go with that mm-hmm. when I when I saw it slow down. And sometimes slow motion replay, as great as it is, sometimes it distorts the actual way things are. Like sometimes you don't really know because you slow it down to a point where you don't really get to see it in, in game speed. And sometimes I think that distorts your 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 idea or your view on how things are. And I, I think they got it right based on the rule and. I don't have any problem with it. I was impressed with Chandler Stevenson's confidence when he was looking over at the monitor uh, that A.J. Malesko used uh, between the benches, and, and he was watching it, and he's like, that's a goal. Uh, that's a goal. I, I was impressed <laughs> with that amount of confidence. Uh, initially, no-brainer, goal. I just thought it bounced off his skate and, and went in. And But when I saw the toe come up, and yeah. like Pete said, it's you just look at that and you're whoa, this could be a, a little bit different. But they're so they're so dialed in in the situation room, and uh, yeah, there wasn't the kicking. Maybe brought his foot forward after, but uh, it, it was uh, a Google. I I was impressed with uh, also uh, the reaction by this the Seattle fans. I'll give them credit again one more time because the passion came through. Oh, not happy, uh, not. But there's there's no challenge. I don't know what you. No. I, uh, uh, would have gone with there, but uh, there was not a, any lingering argument from the uh, from the Seattle side of things. They, all all lumped together, like they they give up some odd man rushes. They give up a couple of breakaways. Uh, there was not the sharpest uh, at times. They had a great stretch 
uh, after they got through the first couple of minutes and dominated. I mean, they were outshot 8-3 at one point and led 2 nothing. And by the time they led 3 nothing, the, the shots were 17-5 to five, uh, around there. Like it was, it was or 17-10. to 10. Uh, They just took over uh, the game uh, for a, a long stretch. But there's still a couple of things. And, and that was also with playing with three lines. And we said that they would, yeah. they would lean on those three lines because they've got this great schedule to start. And, boy, were we on the money with that yesterday. Yeah, I, I mean, for for me with the Golden Knights, you, you understood what the game needed. And the game needed your top six specifically and, you know, your top four, top five defensemen to, to really have a monster game. And for Pete DeBoer, there was a lot of shuffling when it came to that, that third line. So Patrick and Dodanov had some shifts with Peyton Krebs. They had some shifts with Keegan Colasar. You kind of knew that the writing was on the wall there when – when you're trying to, to intersperse those two players with, with that line. But in all in all, it, it's the Golden Knights' best players uh, winning you a game. And, and you needed those, those top two lines to be dynamic, and they certainly were last night for Vegas. Were you uh, relieved for me, or were you in the back of your mind saying, a uh, loss here will do Millard some good. Feed him some humble pie. When I brought out that stat that the Golden Knights had reached the third round every year in which they'd won their season opener. And mm-hmm. a, like Rita and Rita, I love you, but you just you got a little away from yourself there. You got to be patient. Hold on, no, no, no. You patient with You just asked me if I was relieved for you. Uh, yeah, were you? No, I no, wasn't. No, um, me neither. Qu- the question is how, okay, the question is for 35 seconds when it was 3 to 3 what were you feeling like at what point did you say to yourself man i probably shouldn't have come with that stat in, the, in on the vgk insider show i was totally comfortable i figured that we would we would pull it out no matter what that that the yeah. hockey gods would have really? my back on that kind of like the ghosts so, didn't have your back no i, I listen, never said I don't the- actively i don't actively ever root for an outcome i really don't and I'm glad that Golden Knights fans got to see the, the team win the game. I'm glad that they were able uh, to, to go home happy. But it would have been nice for you to have to answer to that ridiculousness today. It really would have. <laughs> you know, but, it, now, but it, think about it now. Now now they're going to the Final Four, and we can just, like, Pete DeBoer can work on a bunch of things for the next 81 games. Well, that's that's the thing. It would have been fun to have to watch you squirm and, and be very uncomfortable for 81 games and and maybe seven more while they tried to advance into the second round because you know we would have been reminding you hey Darren remember what you said on October 12th every single day every time they lost a game we'd have to remind you remember what you said on October 12th (laughs) now is that going to happen on the flip side are you going to congratulate me when they when no, they make the final four, yeah. I will. When they make the final four, I will say, you know what, Darren, you absolutely pulled that stat and and you nailed it. Yeah. So I'm that should be what that. around May May first or so. Did you did you give the the game a grade? I thought it was a good game. It was very entertaining. Oh. TNT's got uh, Charles Barkley yeah. putting on goalie gear. And he is so much bigger no, no. than Wayne Gretzky. Did you see what's going on here? Yeah. What, oh, what, yeah. What's wrong with it? Yeah, it's it's Nashville colors. Pads. There, there. Outside. And who there notices? You there you go. Gretz notices. Come on. 
Come on. Gretz <laughs> notices the pads were on the wrong legs. He's going to change it right now. That, that is beautiful. Right, Wayne Gretzky, worth his weight in gold right now on the TNT panel because he just caught that the uh, the stage manager brought out and put the pads on Barkley on the wrong leg. He can't. That, he, Barkley doesn't know how to. They, they, no. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm that so would have been a, that would have been a come of thing. Barkley putting the pads on yeah. the wrong leg, Dick TNT putting the pads on the wrong legs. That is a huge, huge save right there by by yeah. Gretzky. <laughs> they panned the way he does it all. <laughs> Goals, assists, yeah. saves, just everything. Uh, we're gonna take a break. When we come back. Uh, TNT launches its National Hockey League presence tonight uh, on the heels of ESPN's return last night. There's one big part of the game presentation for the Vegas Golden Knights and the Seattle Kraken that we'll get into. It might have something to do with three initials, uh, but I've got a scoop for you uh, on that. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Top five hot takes hitting number one. Top five at five in hour number two. I'm just going to give you a primer for that. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas coming off a 4-3 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights against the Seattle Kraken. Take on the Los Angeles Kings tomorrow night. Note the start time. It will be... A 7.30 face-off just after 7.30 uh, tomorrow night uh, between those yep. two clubs. So the VGK Insider Show will not come on until 5 o'clock tomorrow. And uh, then we'll take you right on through uh, way on there until the pregame show. And then basically it's hockey for the rest of the night uh, until till midnight. But I'm going to give you a hot take uh, as we get uh, more and more action tonight following the two games on opening evening. The Toronto Maple Leaf lineup this evening, no Austin Matthews in it. But mm-hmm. I, I kind of went through their, their forward lines and and what they served up against the Montreal Canadiens to launch their side of the season. Mm-hmm. I was underwhelmed. Yeah. Does I that mean, not surprise you at all? Like People talk about Toronto like they're the second coming of the Oilers. And I looked at it, and the, the, the first line is fine. But after mm-hmm. that, I was underwhelmed. Nylander's in the second line, and... You get through it, and the blue line, it doesn't blow me away. The goaltending doesn't blow me away. And some, when you see an opening night lineup like that, and you go, you compare it to all the hype, I was left thinking they aren't as good as what everybody thinks they are. There's, uh, there's the hot take uh, primer edition. You asked me if I'm surprised. Uh, I'm not really. Did they get better this offseason? season? <sighs> Well, they lost Hyman. Uh, they 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 lost their goaltender and Freddie Anderson. Uh, there's some question marks about their their blue line. Um, they lost Flino, uh, who they picked mm-hmm. up at the the trade deadline. No, no, Don't no. They him. didn't. They didn't get better. But yeah. but we we talk about them like they've got nothing but stars up front. And yeah, they, yeah they they've got some really good players and one that's out. But I don't think it was. One of those where you went, whoa! Even with Matthews out, they 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 they're still loaded for bear. They aren't. Uh, they just aren't. Uh, tonight we've got TNT uh, launching its uh, National Hockey League uh, package, and Wayne Gretzky's on that panel. Uh, Rick Tockett's on that panel. Uh, that follows up uh, what ESPN did last night, and I know everybody was working 
the VGK game last night, so you didn't see the the as much of the Tampa Bay Lightning Pittsburgh Penguin game. Uh, I liked what John Cooper did pulling the goaltender like with six minutes to go. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and by the way, Tristan Jari is a guy that scored multiple goals as a net miner. And I he never got a real look at going for the empty net, even though the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins were able to tap home a couple empty netters. I thought for sure we were going to get a goalie goal on opening night when I saw that come across my feed uh, that uh, that Coop had done that. So Pittsburgh uh, upsets the Tampa Bay Lightning last night, uh, 6-2. And then it was the Vegas Golden Knights winning over the Seattle Kraken 4-3. Uh, doubleheader for TNT. You had Mark Messier, you had Chris Chelios, you had... Uh, uh, Brian Boucher uh, on, uh, A.J. Malesko, uh, uh, the, the beautiful uh, voice of uh, Ray Ferraro, who can break down a game uh, wonderfully. Uh, what, what did you think uh, of the, the little that you were probably able to watch from ESPN last night? Yeah, I, I, nothing in terms of, of the analysis. Like, I wasn't able to catch any of that. But, uh, you know, that, that camera, right, the, the, the new camera angle, especially on a power play, I thought was really phenomenal. It gives you a different outlook. At, That's the, the cable and, cam, right, that uh, yeah, spins exactly. around the rink. Yeah. And, and one that I think we're intimately familiar with, right, because we, we sit up top, we see games uh, in a little bit different uh, perspective, and I think that, that that camera angle gave us – uh, kind of a look of, of what it's like to watch a game from a press box, what it's like to see the ice and see how plays can develop before they're actually going to develop. I, I thought it was it was really well done, and, and I want to see more of it. Yeah, it's been tried a number of times, and it's never really been able to capture the game. And mm-hmm. it's it's good. I like it. I mean, it's not anything new on ESPN using that camera. Uh, it takes resources to put that camera up with all the cables uh, in the building. It takes a skilled operator, especially in a game uh, like ours, that uh, that is unpredictable uh, it, it compared to some of the, the sporting events. But uh, I'm not sure it's worth it to the extent of the, the cost. You, the, do, you, do you get enough out of it to, to, to use it? Uh, and plus, I kept thinking there was a player coming down the ice because it would whiz <laughs> down the ice. And I looked at the person sitting beside I think me. You were and said, too focused on it. You yeah, but, but out it. of the corner of my eye, I'd see this camera go whizzing down. I think, is there a delayed penalty? The goalie's leaving, going to the bench. Uh, I, yeah, it's, I think it's, it's more a one off special thing than anything you'll ever see. Uh, it, it, maybe, maybe I'm different. Um, one thing about the ESPN broadcast that got a lot of people's attention, including uh, our buddy Adam Hill from the, the <laughs> RJ, is the initials. Uh, yep. Seattle Kraken against the Vegas Golden Knights. Logically, you would think that uh, that Vegas Golden Knights would be, what's the name of the show? The VGK Insider Show. Uh, yep. what, who is Gary Laws? VGK Insider. Uh, what do we mm-hmm. call the, the Golden Knights? We're going to the VGK game. That it would be VGK. It wasn't. It was VGS. Did, did, yep. did, did you guys give a second take to that? Well, uh, no, I didn't. Um, what? Again, I... I, I well I I didn't see it. It wasn't in it wasn't in my view. I wasn't watching the game on ESPN, so I didn't see the abbreviations. Right, like I saw the game on the ice. I I didn't watch the the actual gameplay on mm. ESPN, so I didn't give it a, a second thought. Though I will say, um, best tweet of the night goes to Greg Wyshynski, who said that everyone's upset about it being oh, yeah. EGS. 
we just we just used Elliot Friedman's abbreviations for our imaging this year. I thought it was phenomenal. Great because Elliot's got all that uh, those crazy uh, abbreviations. Well, I did some digging yeah. today, and uh, it's not going to happen again. They'll they'll go to VJ. Really? Yeah. Oh, My okay. sources that tell me sense. that uh, that uh, it's uh, anticipated. Maybe it'll happen one more time. I don't know. But uh, the response uh, that I got in, in, in moving around was they uh, will likely end up with BGK. The uh, real question is, will Adam Hill re, uh, re-embrace VGK now? Because he was all in yeah. on VGS. Yeah, he got, he got into it. Well, even VGS I didn't really get. If they were going to go away from BGK, mm-hmm. I thought it would be LVS or LVG, like, Something along well, that line. Las Vegas, I th- it's Vegas. I I know that, but it's B- also B- BGK. B- so if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go away from it, I thought they would go LV in 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 some matter of speaking, but yeah. but they didn't. So there's there's just cooler heads. Again, Rita, I'm speaking to you right now. We just take a deep mm. breath and we we relax. Uh, tonight is the TNT broadcast, and that panel is Rick Tockett. Wayne Gretzky, Paul Bissonnette from Spittin' Chicklets, some podcast that mm-hmm. he's got going on the side, and yep. uh, Anson Carter. And I had a chance to speak with uh, with Talk, who I, I know a little bit going back uh, a few years, and uh, we did him for the Chirp this week, and we just talked about the whole idea of doing TV and because he coached uh, in the National Hockey League the last number of years. He's a three-time Stanley Cup champion, uh, once as a player, two as, uh, as an assistant coach with Pittsburgh, and then ran the Arizona Coyotes. But he also goes way back with Wayne Gretzky, way back mm-hmm. uh, when they were rivals and then uh, Canada Cup members, and they played together for a little bit uh, in Los Angeles. So uh, just wanted to bring you just a snippet of the Chirp podcast, and you can download the, the full episode. Uh, but here's uh, just some of Rick Tockett's comments about uh, joining TNT and the Turner National Hockey League package. I really want to be good at this. Um, you know, I want to, you know, I think TNT's really all eyes are on them. They want to bring a different perspective on how they they translate to the audience. And 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 they just don't want to, they just don't want a hockey show. They already told me that. If you're coming in as a hockey show, uh, you know, we don't want you. They want entertainment that covers hockey. And I think that's really the key. So will you be the first one to beat Gretz? To, to beat Gretz? Yeah. Well, I've already, Gretz is funny because he told them after I got hired, he, and, and I didn't tell him I went to test because I didn't want him to make calls and stuff. And he called me after because I heard you did really well. And I, th- you know, they said that they're going to offer you a contract. And, but he told them he was re- really extremely happy because he knows I'll argue with him. Like he knows, you know, Wayne has his posse around where they all laugh at his jokes. He knows if his joke's not funny, I'll tell him. So uh, that, that'll be funny. Uh, that, We'll, we'll disagree. I'm not going to force to disagree, but we yeah. do disagree on some things. I thought it was interesting. It looks like the two of you are on opposite sides of the set. They did that on purpose. They did yeah. that. They, they're really smart about that because they don't want, you know, they, the dancing card is more the veteran. He's been with NBC for a lot of years. So, you know, when you're in the middle, you know, and you know, you've been on TV yeah. before and stuff, you know, you, gotta, you keep turning. They just want me and Wayne to, I turn this way and then he turns that way. And that's all we have to worry about. So they're trying to do it for the comfortable a comfortability before me and Wayne. He's pumped about this. I was a little nervous when I first like figure out Wayne's just gonna just just to do it. But he's called me a million times, say, hey, we gotta do this, we gotta do that. And he's been talking to the NBC producers that hey, maybe we should do this. So he's really wants to be creative 
and how to approach this whole thing. Yeah, so that's that's great to hear. Yeah. Do you, do you think he feels some pressure because because of what he's doing? Great question. Because yeah. I I remember we were on a few uh, drinks there the night before. Uh, our you can say beers. I, I I have beers. Yeah, I don't know if he had no, but he has, he'll have a beer every once in a while. He yeah. drinks wine. But anyways, yeah. Wayne is the type of guy that. You know, I told him, don't try, like, for him, like, we don't want to put the pressure always on Wayne. Like, Anson Carter, I was like, hey, Wayne, what do you think? And I I double up, and then Biz is going to be there where everything is going to be pressure on him. There's going to be some stuff that, you know, controversial stuff and stuff, and I think we got to take a share of that and help him out. It just can't be Wayne all the time, put the pressure on him to make sure he has, you know, says the right thing all the time. It's not, it's not fair. we got to help him out, like, being teammates. A cool interview with Rick Tockett on this week's uh, edition of the Chirp Podcast uh, on the National Hockey League's uh, website and uh, and their productions, NHL productions. You can find it anywhere. Uh, pretty neat that that he's so like honest. Like he wasn't sure about Wayne when he when he signed on for this thing. Yeah, I I think it's it's an interesting one, and you know, we, with with Wayne and and just kind of understanding his legacy. It's it's going to be an interesting dynamic to see how he brings some of his stories to to tv but the fact that that you know the it starts off with rick saying he wants to be good at this right and i think that that's kind of the sentiment that you're getting from everybody on that panel like they want to turn this into a show that is not just about the game but also entertaining also an entry point for a different subset of fans and i think that that's really important to have everybody kind of pulling on that rope in the same way and and that's what that's what I came away from that hearing with uh, with Rick Tockett there. The ESPN show and the Turner Intermission and Studio show will be very uh, interesting to evaluate in a month when yeah. everybody's uh, when all the producers have all the features and the different uh, skits uh, out of their way. And I was part of a national launch. Uh, I know exactly how this works. I've been through it and in. You, you go through this phase where you've got all this content, this side content that doesn't have to do with the game, and a month in, you get into just talking about hockey. That will be the fascinating part. Who uh, sure. who really puts in the work and knows the league and knows the game, and uh, that will be fun to watch. Rick Tockett knows the league and knows the game. He is a thousand penalty minute guy like top 10 all-time in penalty minutes he's almost got 500 goals he's coached he's uh he's done everything i think he's gonna i think he could be a star and i'm not just saying that he's my buddy but uh, i think he could be a star because he can also chirp a little bit yeah i i think um he's kind of leaning in on social media too and i think that that's important obviously and i i kind of agree with you i i think when you when you look at the tnt uh, panel as assembled. There are some uh, personalities there that I think are going to lead to interesting discussion. Uh, Paul Bissonnette is going to lead to interesting discussion. Wayne Gretzky, interesting discussion. Same thing with Rick Tockett, Anson Carter. Um, I, I think it's going to be fun. And you know what? As much as as much as I agree in in terms of the bits, uh, the fact that we might get a shootout between Wayne yeah. Gretzky and Charles Barkley is just phenomenal. Day one, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm all in on that. Yeah, and once everybody's n- not as nervous and they just sort of know the routine a little bit, like talks down a little bit of TV. Gretzky's been around cameras all the time, but he's never really done this. Uh, uh, Anson's done it. Uh, Biz has done it, but in a very different environment. 
<laughs> let's let's and and then Chelios and Messier, uh, same type of thing. Uh, when we continue, and I've got one more comment on on, on this, but I'm going to save it for one timers because it's got more of a connection uh, to the National Hockey League. Uh, we're going to take a break, and uh, when we continue, we'll set up our number two, uh, top five at five. Today we hit number one with a hot take edition. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Quick visit here, and then we're going to come back with Top 5 at 5 with the number one hot take in the National Hockey League. I didn't realize that Pacioretty was the first guy to score against every team uh, with that uh, two-goal performance last night. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And the Golden Knights are the first franchise media. to beat all yeah. 31 teams. Uh, there we are. Well, some nights you beat yourself. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. Um, we're going to take a break here when we come back. Uh, top five at five. Hot take edition. A little bit more on the uh, the television angle side of things. We'll have to get our buddy John Shannon on next week. Are you guys uh, okay with that? We'll, we'll break down sure. the debuts of the two networks. And uh, then we'll get into one-timers, some uh, news and notes uh, coming your way, including a little bit of controversy with the New York Rangers. And, and they're like 10 minutes into their season. It's the VGK Insider <laughs> Show. A little bit more Vegas Golden Knights talk uh, as well. VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.